may not look like much. She's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial Falcon. I'm Josh. And I am John. Today, on this episode, what are we doing, John? Today we are talking about the Zillow Beast arc from Clone Wars Season 2. Wow, you sound so excited about that. <laughs> well, I am excited. It was good. I, do I sound like I hated it? You sa- You just sounded really monotone there. Oh. Today we are launching Bueller. Zillow Beast. Bueller. Yeah, we're watching the Zillow Beast arc. Two episodes. Season two, episode 18 and 19. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, though, before we get into it, mm-hmm. I have a fun fact for you. I looked this up today because I was curious. Did you know that in the entire span of the Clone Wars series, 196,463 clones were killed on screen? Hun- Say, what? Say that number again. 1,906. No, 196,463. Almost 200,000 clones? Two, yes, almost 200,000 clones were killed. Really? That's what Google says. And I trust Google with my I life. I think it was that many at this episode? No, in the entirety of the oh, series. Oh, in the entire series. Okay, I, I kind of... I'm closer to believing that. Yeah, you sounded like really shocked by that. I was. I was like, we're not even that far in yet, and we already have 200,000? No. Wow. No, in the entirety of the Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, because there's millions of clones. Yeah. So, so like, it makes lot. sense for there to be like hundreds that's of thousands. Just, that's just on-screen deaths, too. Yeah. There's others. Like, there's lots. Wow. So, so that's not considered like implied deaths? That's literally on-screen? On-screen deaths. Wow. That's impressive. That's a lot of clones. <laughs> That's a lot of clones. Oh, my gosh. All right, should we get into this episode? Let's do this. Tom Kane, our friendly neighborhood narrator, takes away. Desperate times call for desperate measures. In one of the longest and fiercest battles of the war, separatist forces are on the verge of claiming the planet Malastare. If the Republic loses this planet, it will cost them vital fuel resources necessary for maintaining their armies. In a final effort to turn the tide of this battle, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine has authorized the use of the Republic's newest weapon, the Electro-Proton Bomb. Now at the Imperial Palace of Dojurus, the leader of the Dugs, the Jedi count down the minutes until the detonation of their doomsday device. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. So, this is... Hey. Yes. We got to go through the description first. I know. Okay. I didn't forget. Oh, and you know what? Before, let's let's just address the elephant in the room, John. We have mistakes that we need to talk about. <laughs> Another apology <laughs> video. Uh, we didn't thank Tom in our last episode. No. Honestly, that's worse than the first mistake. Yeah, that that's uh, one of the most offensive things I think we could do. Listen, if there's two things I firmly believe in in life, one, tip your waiter. Two, always thank Tom King. <laughs> anyway, official description, John. Are you going to take this away with description this one? Description official. 
The Republic's new super weapon awakens the fearsome Zillow beast of Malastair. Now the Jedi must devise a way to contain the deadly creature. Boom. Just short, sweet, to mm-hmm. the point. Gotta love it. Some some of the other ones we're about to get to are even shorter, believe it or not. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this, so, this was fun. I really love this, this arc. Yeah, this was a fun, like... Okay, I'm just going to start right off the bat by saying two things. Well, right off the bat. This is our classic well, phrase. Yeah. We got to make right off the bat merch. Oh, Honestly, I think we discovered what our merch oh, is. Oh, man. So, one, this is a Godzilla episode. This yeah. is just a Godzilla episode. Yeah. Two... That beginning, like, battle scene, wow. Mm-hmm. That was good. It was good. It, it was really fun. That was really fun. It, like, the... It, oh, you know what? The, like, angled camera thing, it was totally... It just reminded me of a Michael Bay movie. Oh, really? Like, if Michael Bay directed mm, yeah, this battle you mean. scene. I can see what you mean. Yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, it was really well done. It's it's fun to see. I, I love it when we get to see the clones working with another alien race to fight the droids and stuff because they're working with the Dugs yep. and stuff against the Separatist droids and everything in this one. So basically, um, and this is really fun, we get to see Malastair, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, the planet, this is the Dug home planet. So Soboba from Phantom Menace is a Dug. Oh. Like from the pod racing and stuff. Soboba! Oh what? He's a Doug? Yeah, he's a Doug, and this is I, his home planet. I don't remember. I don't remember the arm and leg thing though. Yeah, yeah. So the Doug, for those who have not seen this episode, also go watch this episode. Yeah, go watch. It's it. a really good episode. <laughs> the Doug walk on their hands, so their hands are their legs, and their legs are their hands. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, they're fun, but yeah, Doug home world. We get this is the first time I think. Well, actually, I think we may have seen other Doug species, kind of like in like background shots and stuff but this is the first time we're actually like focusing in on the dugs in this like watch through so far so i i really enjoyed kind of just seeing more from that species also not to like jump around too much but as we're talking about the battle scene Mm -hmm. the bomb dropping that was so cool the bomb they literally like it almost i don't know maybe it's been too long since i watched it but it reminded me of oppenheimer for a little bit Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it is, like, this massive bomb. Yeah. I don't know if it's nuclear. But then the, like, but... <laughs> no, but, like, the way it explodes and then, yeah. it's, and then like, the the, the blast of it, like, pulsing mm-hmm. through. It's just, I thought it was cool. It's funny because they kept talking about how, uh, and they're, like, reassuring the the Jedis and, like, uh, who is it? The, the Doug Commander and Mace Windu and Anakin. So they were reassuring them that this bomb wasn't going to hurt organic. Yeah organics mm-hmm. basically and stuff it's only going to affect the droids and then when the bomb blows up it makes this massive like crater explosion crater mm-hmm. but also it's like tons of debris and the droids are flying in the air at first so like right at the actual like impact zone i'm like oh that could definitely hurt a person no there <laughs> was then, definitely casualties yeah and then there was the like emp thing so that massive electrical wave that went like super super far um yeah it was really cool because it took out the entire droid army and oh yeah, we didn't even say this. Like, it was really cool to see the massive amount of droids. Like there was battalion there was after lot. battalion after battalion yeah. of like droids and tanks and those like Walker laser nose yeah. droids. And you know what? For the regular droids, you can just cut that population right in half because they're just awful anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they probably could have just defeated the whole thing with one Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just, I, I don't, I, again, I say this so often, but why are the Separatists wasting John their time? John for Separatist leader. Why are they wasting their time on these cheap little <laughs> they had dummy some other stuff Roger Rogers? They had some other stuff in there. They had yeah, super, super but, droids and, and other stuff, but yeah, mostly Roger Rogers. This is Rogers. why they never win, because they don't know how to allocate their resources properly. Oh, I loved that once the... Um, because, like, Anakin and Mace Windu and, like, the scientist lady who actually designed the bomb, they're all, like, far off on some balcony, kind of, like, overlooking everything, like, on the outskirts. And the electric wave goes all the way to them. And I love how Anakin's arm glitches out. I thought that was such a nice touch because he, he has a robot arm. Does he already have the robot arm in this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, What? Yeah, Dooku cut off his his hand in Attack of the oh, Clones. Oh, yeah. But, okay, I've never noticed that. Like, is it look? does it look like a robot hand? Well, he's wearing a glove. Oh, okay. So he has a glove over it. But you can see it kind of sparking, and he, like, grabs it because it's, like, kind of, like, twitching and stuff. So I, I just oh. really appreciate appreciated. I didn't think that was the hand. Like, wasn't there a little bit like a like a electricity or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't realize it was the hand. I just didn't even... Yeah, it's because it he has a robot click. hand. So huh. it's like it affects all electronics, right? So I, I just... I really, really appreciate their attention to detail there. And That's they didn't cool. just be like, oh, yeah, we forgot that he had a robot yeah. hand. Technically, that would have been affected. I love that they included that. It was yeah. really cool. I find it... I, I think they made a little bit of a mistake, though. Hmm. Because I think Mace... After the explosion and there's like this big crater that gets formed, Mace goes down to search for the rescuers. Mm-hmm. And Anakin goes on the like more diplomatic mission to try to get the Dugs to still sign their treaty. Yeah, they should. They should have flipped roles. that. They should have flipped that. <laughs> Mace Windu is way more diplomatic, mm-hmm. and I feel like Anakin is just like, I want let's action, move now, yeah. explode some things, bomb some droids, let's do this. But Mace Windu is much more BA than Anakin to, oh, to just go in and wreck face. If he you know what? I think in. I'm gonna. I think I'm not gonna use bad mama jam anymore, and I'll just say BA. <laughs> That's our second merch. We'll have uh, right off the bat merch. We'll have bad mamma jamma. Bad mamma jamma. Yoda's a bad mamma jamma. That's our new sh- t-shirt. Uh, merch, the- drop it soon. Oh, there you go. No, not really. Uh, maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one, day. one day. That'd be great. I thought it was interesting how Sidious is, he is a bank. It, it seemed like, they kind of made it seem like Sidious was one of like the forerunners for getting this bomb developed. It seemed like they were implying that he was working with the scientists to kind of get this bomb approved to be used in war. Like, it was a prototype, but they used it and it worked. I found it really interesting that Palpatine would actually, like, approve a bomb that would basically destroy the Separatists like crazy. So, because of that, I think Palpatine knew that Zilla Beast was in there. That's my theory. Okay, Yeah. That's that's I mm, that's a really good point. I like that, and mm. I'm gonna comment on that on the next episode. Okay, because I, I I think you're right. Yeah, I very much agree with you. Okay, because the bomb makes this huge crater, and then they find the Zillow Beast in there, which is apparently a sixty thousand ton monster. That's a lot of tons. Wow. Um, and Must it's be ninety meters, so it's like over three hundred feet tall. So yeah, this thing was crazy. It's got like three arms. And one of the arms is on its back and stuff. And it's got those big flappy feet and everything. But it was a really cool it's monster. It's basically covered in, like, armor. Yeah. it's It has yeah. this impervious armor. Like, the lightsaber couldn't even cut into this armor, which was really cool. Um, I don't think we've seen anything yet. That it almost looks metallic go to through. me. Metallic? Like, it almost looks like metal. Hmm. 
like a brassy kind of a metal maybe because yeah, he's like he's like orange mm-hmm. so but yeah it, it's really cool i really enjoyed the the zilla beast it, it's cool to see something that's just like absolutely gigantic that they have to deal with um okay i'm curious what you think do you mm-hmm. agree with mace windu on the like we shouldn't kill it it's an innocent creature or you like no bomb the thing oh 100 i agree with mace yeah i actually wrote down in my notes too i was like i love how mace windu wants to save this beast that is the jedi way yeah that is totally the jedi way oh, jedi to be way. like it's also kind of a star trekky thing to just like you do not kill innocent life forms even if they're like threatening did you it, mean to say star trek i did okay it's kind of a Star trek thing, but Star Wars Jedis do do that as well. They kind of like honor mm-hmm. new life forms and stuff, especially like Mace Windu kept saying, it's like this could be the last of his kind because they were assuming that this creature was extinct. Like the Dugs eradicated them back like centuries ago or whatever it was when they figured out the fuel mining and stuff because apparently they used fuel to kill the Zilla Beasts in the past. Like their, their ancestors did yep. is what they said. It's the only thing that could poison it. But yeah, I, I just, I found, I, I definitely think they should like be on yeah. the side of saving the beast. No, for sure. Are you on the other side? No, I agree with you for sure. I think the hmm. beast should stay alive. Save the beast. Because I was honestly, it was really sad to see when they started like just like rapidly dropping bombs into the pit. That's what stuff. reminded me of Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool Godzilla vibes in this. Like, yeah. it's a kaiju, basically, right? It's this massive monster. Um, so, yeah, but it did make me sad to, like, see them bombing the poor thing. I was like, oh, yeah. the poor Zilla beast. It's like, he's just trying to live his life down there. He didn't bother anybody. I mean, okay, if, we, if we're if we honest, this was a Jedi problem to start with. They bombed the place. Yes. Which <laughs> is another thing I wanted to touch on, too. Um do they not see how this is a bit of a, like, at best, a moral gray area to, like, we're just going to bomb your planet? Like, I get it's like we're in the middle of a war, but, like... Well, they talked about this Well, in the episode. Yeah, but it's just like, okay, this won't do any damage, but, I mean, you're still dropping a bomb, and obviously things mm-hmm. happen. Well, that's, so. that, and that's kind of what they said. They're like, well, listen, you signed off on this kind of a deal. Like, I can't remember the language yeah. they used, but it was essentially like, you told us that we could do this. This was for your protection. The Separatists would have totally wiped you out. There's way too many of them. The Dugs couldn't have done this on their own. So we came in. We offered this solution with this bomb. You said, okay, let's try it out. And so we did. Like, we yeah. knew what the risks were, and we took yeah. them. So. I just thought it was an odd way for to for the Jedi to solve a problem. Is to just drop a massive bomb. Using new that technology? Seems, well, that just seems very, like, si- like Sidious. I definitely had this idea of, like, we're going to... Like, I wonder, honestly, I wonder if this is part of us, like, where I'm changing the Jedi way a little bit to, like, merc... Well, it's robots, right? Like, yeah. it's, like, literally, they're, according mm, to yeah, them, true. they're like, we're not killing anything. Like, all this bomb is going to do I mean, is like, wipe they're destroying robots. the land a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't know there was going to be a big crater underneath so okay. like all they thought unless, like there may be a small crater but not like a massive yeah. like hollow ground like you said unless this was palpatine's whole yeah. thing to like I, I think he knew somehow like i don't know how but i feel like he knew because like why else would he have approved this weapon being yeah. designed and it also i feel like the way he acts in the next episode mm-hmm. definitely makes this like validifies this mm-hmm. validates this theory sure <laughs> one of those <laughs> makes the theory seem more good Another fun thing, and this seems to keep happening, especially in the next few episodes, but this one I had a moment where I realized it as well. Rex, 
is always at like the forefront of the battle mm-hmm. and he always survives <laughs> it's got some like, magic mojo he's, he's right there like he's right there head to head with the enemy coming on and he's he just he makes it every time he comes out unscathed mostly and i just love it <laughs> i think it's yeah. just it's it's he's he's the best he's i'm gonna say it's another force thing the force loves him <laughs> The Force is a, is, a, is a person now, in my opinion. Oh, really? I guess that's just how I'm treating it. Oh, the uh, a return of the most famous Star Wars line of all time. It's in almost oh, every single piece of Star Wars content. Am I, am, can I take a wild guess yeah, at what you're thinking? Yeah, go for this it. is where the fun begins? No. Oh, okay. I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, okay. That's been around since the originals. Yeah. Like, it's like, I have a bad feeling about this. Mace Windu says it. And in the next few episodes, it's been said a lot, actually. Um, yeah, which is awesome. I, I, I just it, it's so fun to just see those callbacks to those like classic Star Wars lines that are in so many things. Yeah, and the Wilhelm scream is in this too. I don't know if you caught that. I did not. Yeah, I think it was actually like really close to right after Mace Windu says I that. I love, I love every time the Wilhelm scream makes yeah. an appearance. <laughs> I can't even mimic it. <laughs> Actually, I don't even have to mimic the Wilhelm scream because it's in our intro to this podcast. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, That's so cool. I, I put the Wilhelm scream in, I love it. in our podcast I think podcast you told me that intro. before. I think you <laughs> so definitely told me you that You can before. hear it in there if you listen closely. <laughs> R2's here again, and he's saving lives. Yeah. Any Honestly, any R2 or C-3PO episode, mm-hmm. it's just they, they, make, they make any appearance better. Yeah. Yes, they do. They do. They make everything better that they show no. up in. So put another tally on R2 saves somebody because he did it again with Anakin. It was actually really fun to see Anakin use R2 to escape because he goes yeah. into the pit where the Zillow mm-hmm. Beast is to kind of investigate or whatever and get Mace Windu out of there. And the ship crashes because of the Zillow Beast. And he basically jumps on R2 and R2 uses his rockets yeah. to get out of there. And I love because we get to hear the R2 scream as well. Like the wow. Mm-hmm. Like kind of yeah. thing that was a bad impression. <laughs> Actually, I think that sounds in our yeah. theme song too. But wow. it's the classic art. Wow, that was really bad. <laughs> that was really bad, but I tried. Good job. Yeah, I, it was really fun to just see him escape like that and get to hear that sound again. A lot of callbacks, it seems like. Mm-hmm. There was. Yeah, this is a fun episode. I don't really have too much else yeah. to say about it. Um, I do feel like Mace Windu has like... Hey guys, maybe you should listen to me on this. No, we don't want to. The whole episode, he's like, "Oh yeah, hey, let's maybe not try to kill it." Nah, we don't want to do that. Hey, let's maybe not drive it out of its hole because it's gonna come up here and kick all of our butts. Mm-hmm. Nah, we don't want to do that. Like, nobody, we- nobody listens to him. And then at the end, they're like, "We're bringing it to Coruscant." And he's like, "That's not a good idea." And everybody's yeah. like, "We're doing it anyway." Yeah. Learn to listen to Maze Windu mm-hmm. because, spoiler alert, in later movies, it could save your life and make you not kill younglings. But <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, Mace Windu is rarely wrong. No. Should we get to the ratings? Let's get to the ratings. Here we go. Story. I thought the story was just okay in this one. Like, I really enjoyed this episode a lot, but I thought the story, it it was very simple. It was very classic. Classic, like, monster story kind of a thing. Oh, we awakened the monster. They did. They definitely stuck to the tropes, like you said. Yeah. I know, story is okay. Yeah. Uh, character development and all that kind of stuff. Like, we didn't really get anybody new I w- here. I would argue maybe a little character development for Mace, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just but kind of But not a lot to really, it. like... 
drive anything home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just fine. It, it wasn't bad. I, I thought it was pretty all right. I, I gave it a little bit yeah. of a lower score than I... Honestly, this this I feel like this episode is going to shine in entertainment value. Mm-hmm, but definitely. other than that, it's... Well, yeah. Story, I'm going to give it a 7.1. I give it a 6.1. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was still like... It was a fun story. Mm-hmm. So. I, I thought it, it was good. It just wasn't great. Yeah. Like, for like technical mm, you know critical what? rating i'm rethinking because i don't want to go too high on everything either i feel that's like that's what my i was problem worried now. about i right. you I know what it. i'm gonna hold back a little bit and i'm gonna go six point six point six six point six yeah okay so i give six point one here's six point six artistry i give this one a seven point two i thought it was really really cool just the design of the beast itself was really fun to see. There wasn't like a, a ton of like visual spectacle in this one, but like the acting was good. The acting kind of held up my I rating. Will, I will disagree a little bit because I think that in that beginning bomb drop thing mm-hmm. was spectacular. I thought that was really great. So that's true. That was a really cool visual scene, actually. Now that you bring that up, I'm kinda gonna forgot go. That one. I'm gonna go seven point two as well. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my seven point two. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. But I do feel like this episode, what it lacks in story or what it like is what is really average or simple, I guess, would mm-hmm. be the best way to say it in the story is really made up for in entertainment value. I totally and agree. And somewhat also in maybe artistry, but. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. 7.2 for artistry for me. You gave it 7.2 as well, right? Yeah. Entertainment value. 7.9. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Top of the sevens for me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 7.7. 7. Yeah. Okay. I, I really loved it. Like, again, I didn't think it was like great. Like I wouldn't say that these two episodes are like must watch. Technically, these two episodes are fairly like skippable as far as like the canon of the story goes. For the most part anyway. I don't know. Like they're all right. But I, it was very entertaining. Yeah. Very Absolutely. I, I really I enjoyed watching these. It was, it was a yeah. fun watch. So 7.9. What's your average? My average rating is a 7.1. My average is a 7.2. So that means that we are at a 7.2 if we round up. Yep. Yep. 7.2, The Millennial Falcon, The Zillow Bees, Season 2, Episode 18. All right. Should we get to the next one? Let's do this. All right, Tom. Hit it. A calculated risk. Following a costly victory on the planet Malastare, Chancellor Palpatine orders Jedi Knights Mace Windu and Anakin Skywalker to transport a fearsome Zillow beast captured during the battle back to Coruscant. After seeing that not even a lightsaber could harm the beast, Chancellor Palpatine hopes to unlock the secret of its invulnerability to create new armor for the Republic's clone troopers. Tensions run high as the most dangerous life form in the galaxy touches down on the Republic's most populous planet. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. So they're on Coruscant. They, they took the Zillabies to Coruscant. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, really bad. Hey, let's take this really dangerous, lethal beast and drop him in a densely populated area mm-hmm. and just hope for the best. This well, is as like we're a... studying him that we don't know anything because we don't know anything about him yet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dude. This is a Jurassic Park 2 situation. 
That's what I was thinking. We went, we went like we we went King Kong, Jurassic Park, Godzilla, all meshed into one. Should we get to the official description? Yeah, let's do this. All right, here we go. Republic forces bring the Zillow Beast back to Coruscant for study. When it escapes, the Jedi must choose between saving millions of lives and destroying the Zillow Beast, the last of its kind. Very classic story. Yep. Um, I feel like this has been done so many times. Like, mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying this as in it's a bad thing at all, but it's just a fun classic formula. Have this giant monster. You try to study it, so you bring it back to the city, and it gets loose and kills lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I I do just want to say this though, because we brought this up a few times in mm-hmm. different episodes. I have I really don't have any issue with like recycled plots because no, f- like honestly. You're never going to have a fully original story concept. I think the way you execute it, you can be creative on and can make some differences. Mm -hmm. But I mean, basically, I would argue that you could like dumb down almost any plot to like just maybe five different basic plots, five, ten different basic plots of movies. Yeah, especially television. Yeah. Like I feel like television, especially when you're trying to make like episodic uh, content, it's like there's there's only so many plots you can recycle. Oh stuff. yeah, I don't mind a, a recycled plot. No, I, um, I I don't either. Like, I I do. I know I keep mentioning it. Like I do bring it up. I do bring it up. I'm very guilty of bringing up when something is a uh, plot that we've seen many times. I think it's just because, like, they're not going to lose points for doing a story we've seen a bunch of times, but they are going to gain points if they come up with a more original spin on something. Mm-hmm. To me, so I think that's why I bring it up because I'm like, well, if this was more original, my score would be way up there but um, yeah i think that's the only reason i bring it up sometimes yeah so anyway as i was saying i think there's only a few basic plots and you can just like do those in different ways but i don't have any issue with it it is Mm -hmm. fun when they like take a basic plot and they like have their own spin on it yeah which i don't i don't think they really did on this one but i mean it's still it was good yeah it was i still really enjoyed it i think i enjoyed this episode more than the last one actually yeah I would agree. Mm -hmm. Like, it would be, like, getting back to the actual contents of this episode, I think it would be insanely scary to see just a giant, like, 60,000-ton monster just, like, roll up next to you. Because, like, all the clones are just there with their teeny, puny blasters being like, wow, this thing's massive. That would would just, like, change the terror level to code brown Mm -hmm. because I need to change my pants. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Exactly. I do like that we have Padme in this one again. Yeah, and Padme's they kind of like, they kind of like hint a little bit like the at the married couple fighting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like because you're my husband, you have to like oh, be yeah. on my side on this. Yeah. So something I was wondering about this episode is Vice Chair Mass Amada Amida Amada. I don't know how to say his name. The the big blue guy with the horns. Yeah. And stuff that's always with Sidious, the the Vice Chair guy. The speaker? Does he, yeah, the speaker, does he know that Palpatine is Sidious? I, I don't, I, I wouldn't think so. I don't know. I think That's a good he, point. I think he does. And I looked I looked into a little bit because I was kind of pondering this to myself and then I, I looked it up today before we started recording. And the, the consensus on the internet seems to be that he actually does know. Oh, okay. Um, that he actually does know he's on his side because there's so many things throughout this series and and just stuff that he sees and does and like hears Palpatine say and do 
that he just is like on his side yeah. and like in favor at all. Like I guess it never outright says that Mas Amada knows that he's a Sith, but it, it seems to be a consensus. Yeah, that that he is. So I honestly would just assume, hey, he's very loyal to him, so oh, he just yeah. doesn't question him. That's the thing. He's like extremely loyal. So I just thought maybe, hey, I'm just trying to follow the Chancellor's orders. Mm -hmm. I just found that interesting. I also thought it was interesting Palpatine is talking to the scientist and it's like basically, all right, we need to figure out how we can use this thing's armor to help us and stuff. So I need you to study it. And he was kind of, sh I feel like he was kind of showing his dark side a little bit to her because. Oh, absolutely. Like he was kind of ruthless and stuff. Just like, like, let's ki just kill the thing. Like if it's going to be easier to study this thing, we need to kill it, even though we know it's the last of its kind and stuff. And he's making excuses, which are valid. That it's like we're in war times. Any minute we waste on this is another minute or more soldiers could have been avoided to die in battle or whatever. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. But just like the way he was talking to her, it was just like, I feel like you're kind of revealing yourself a little bit too yeah. much as being mm -hmm. a bit too evil. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I had in my notes that Mace Windu seems to like not trust Palpatine at yeah. all. So I'm wondering, is this the origin of like why of like how his distrust for him grows into what happens in Revenge of the Sith? I had the same thought. I was like, it almost seems like it was really subtle. It was really subtle, but it almost seemed... Like, he just got a spark. Yeah. Of... At best, it's a really cool foreshadowing moment. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like a little spark of being like, mm -hmm. something's off yeah. here. Something's off here kind of a thing. Well, or at worst, not at best, I mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. But they, <laughs> they got to understand. <laughs> C-3PO's back. C-3PO. C-3PO the... and R2 together. Yeah, I was like that. I was just going to say, though, the scenes where, like, this the Zillow Beast is, like, charging through Coruscant in the, in mm -hmm. the town there are very King Kong-ish to me. Oh, definitely. He climbs the tower. I was mm -hmm. like, this is so King Kong. Like, the first episode was more Godzilla vibes, and then this episode's more King Kong vibes. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah. I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. It's like, he's, like, before he escapes, they decide to actually poison him with, like, the fuel again. Mm -hmm. So they use the classic method that the the Dugs used. The scientists thin synthesized... <laughs> synthesize the fuel into like this poison spray thing mm -hmm. and it was totally working like it was actually like, killing the beast and suddenly he got like a rage of like i want to live and broke free Burst from it adrenaline. it's like it's amazing what you can do when you're trying to survive <laughs> exactly yeah for sure <laughs> i had a i had a thought for a second like i wonder if this actually like he feeds on it on what on the fuel I don't think so, because it was saying, like, it was hurting him. Yeah. Well, I thought for a second, I'm like, is this just kind of, like, fueling him, or is it just, like, a rage attack? And then I was like, okay, that's a rage attack. That's a yeah. rage attack. Yeah, because I think that's how they ended up killing him in the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the fuel again. Spoilers. Oh. He dies. I had a really good quote that I liked from this episode, because when Anakin and Padme are talking, and he's like, uh, basically, he's like, what this thing does frightens me, and she retorts with, it's what we're capable. Or he's like... Do you know, like, it? it's frightening what this thing is capable of. And then yeah. Padme responds with, it's what we're capable of that frightens me. Mm -hmm. That was good. And I was like, that's a really good line. Because, again, like, we've talked about this a lot. Like, mm -hmm. the Jedi kind of losing their way a little bit and, like, yeah. murking the waters a little bit. Mm -hmm. It was just a really cool quote. Like, it's it's what we're capable of that frightens me. I thought it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. 
And again, like one of the a cool that an interesting nod that she's saying that to Anakin. Yeah, because of because of events that yeah. transpire later. Yeah, a little bit of uh, foreshadowing mm-hmm. here, a little bit. Um, I I I love it when movies are just aware of themselves and there's been a lot of times in clone wars well i guess there's been moments on both sides but um there's that moment where the beast is escaping initially and they can see it coming through the wall and a bunch of the clones are there with their blasters and i love that the one clone actually like talks about how like aren't these blasters going to be useless against this Mm -hmm. thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you see it so many times in like movies and shows where they've already established that a certain weapon is completely useless against something and they all just fire at it anyway or they all just like attack it anyway. I'm like, I, but that's pointless. Why are you even bothering? I feel like that's just a last, a last ditch. Like, I have to kill it. Yeah. But it's, I love that the clone actually like brings that up mm-hmm. and kind of like breaks that moment to be yeah, like, yeah, this is pointless. And I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy that they did that. I have one other thing to say, but before that, I will say, I definitely don't think this is essential viewing if you just want to get the, like, main yeah. story. I agree. But this was a really fun arc. It was fun. It was a really fun arc. Mm-hmm. It felt like a break from, the from like, the war stuff. Yeah, a little bit. definitely. It's a different feel to mm-hmm. these two episodes, for sure. Like, the beginning of the first one definitely had that classic, like, war feel, like some of the other ones do. But it, it, it's fun to see them do, like, a monster movie kind of a thing uh 3po has his most famous line in this which is do you know oh dear close thank the maker not that one but that is up there too i guess we're doomed <laughs> he says that again <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even catch that <laughs> he says that a lot he said yeah. uh so he said his classic line which i love anakin like cutting the ship open to save the chancellor was quite cool I quite enjoyed that. Cutting the ship open? Cutting the ship in half. Oh, so yeah, falls. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. That I was like a that. cool move. I, Clone Wars is really, like, has been really good for utilizing the lightsaber and mm-hmm. not just, like, battle, but, like, in, like piercing Other through walls. Ways. And, like, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that's not always done in Star Wars very yeah, well. I agree. Yeah, it was really fun. Like, I love how he actually cuts... Like, the whole thing in mm-hmm. half. Not just, like, let's cut a hole in this thing and jump out of it. It's like, no, I'm just going to split the entire ship in half, going all the way around, and then we'll ride the front half of the ship down. <laughs> I think that was that really was awesome. So, Palpatine wants to clone... The, so, the, 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 the beast dies in the end yeah. because of those gas bombs. Yeah, they gas it. And then, at the end of the episode... Palpatine like says to the scientist like hey here's your new orders and she's like you want me to clone the beast like what see he definitely like this is another thing that I you brought up earlier like I definitely think he made this plan like he wanted the Zillow mm-hmm. beast yeah because why is he so like why is he so bent on it has to come back to Coruscant mm-hmm. and it has to we have to clone it yeah also why do you want to kill it and then clone it I don't even remember her saying clone it. Did they talk? Did she talk? Right about... at the end of the episode, he says he wants it cloned. Really? Oh, I don't remember that. That's interesting. So, does he want a Zillow beast he can control? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting because I don't remember. I, I know the Zillow beasts are like 
they're referenced at least i can't remember if there's any other like full episodes with like living zillow beasts like walking around or anything but i know they definitely like come up again a couple times throughout the series so i can't remember if they end up cloning them or not i don't know why i just i have no recollection of if that. this is the last we see of it i'm gonna be sad honestly yeah it was a cool it was a cool beast i also had a drax moment because as i was watching this like why don't you just cut why don't you just cut the skin open from the inside <laughs> yeah i mean they had to lift up the flaps to like get blood samples exactly. from it and everything so it's like yeah you could do that i guess <laughs> there's always a weakness i did feel bad for it as they were dropping all these bombs like yeah. that is so many bombs yeah also would that gas not be like toxic to them as they're running away from it too oh i think it would be i mean if you were inhaling that much gas yeah i mean i don't think they they never really get consumed by it because they yeah. use the force to kind of like push it away from yeah, them true. as it starts to like approach them it definitely has that it goes back to like that godzilla feel again mm-hmm. though <laughs> by the yeah, end of it for sure because it's like i'm pretty sure uh one of the godzilla movies anyway they they end up knocking it out with gas i'm pretty yep. sure if i remember correctly mm-hmm. so i think so it felt like godzilla again yeah but that's all i really had so we could get to the rating to the rates story I like the story of this one a bit better than the last one. Yeah. Uh, I just, I enjoyed the, like, you know, rampaging monster. How are they going to defeat it? And there's a lot of really cool beats with the plot in this one of just them trying to escape this thing. And that whole, like, it's really cool when you see them trying to save Sidious because you're like, he's a bad guy. You don't know who you're saving kind of moments. But there's all those moments, like, Mm -hmm. where they're kind of chasing Sidious around all over the place so uh, it was really interesting with the story and everything yeah. um yeah uh, i i enjoyed it a lot 6.9 oh, top, top of yeah. the sixes for me i gave it a 6.8 artistry uh i gave it 7.6 i think it yeah. i think this one bumped it up a little bit i think it's just the environment of being in coruscant and everything just allowed them to do a little bit more with some of the visuals mm-hmm. and everything. So that was interesting. I also thought, like you mentioned, the acting, mm-hmm. the acting specifically, I thought was just good. There were some really good acting moments. So, yeah. yeah. I gave it a 7.4. I thought it was well done. I Yeah, I would agree with everything you said. Yeah. Did I say my rating? 7.6? Mm-hmm. Okay. For entertainment value, I mm-hmm. gave this one a 7.8. I did the same. I thought it was really fun. So Yeah, 7.8. Top of the sevens for me. Really fun. Very much enjoyed this one. Uh, yeah, great entertainment value. So that gives my average a 7.4. Mine is a 7.3. So 7.4 average. 7.4 again. So we're, we're one point away from each other again. So the Millennial Falcon official review rating of this episode is a 7.4. Season 2, episode 19. Zillow B strikes back. Make sure to come follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Falcon Podcast. And join us next time as we discuss a it's a five-part arc. We're very likely gonna split it into a couple episodes because it's so many episodes to go over in a single episode. It'd probably be like a two-hour episode if we did all five. Maybe not quite, but there's a lot to talk about in this next arc. It is a really great arc. I love this arc. But is the Geonosis arc. So this is going all the way back. It's so crazy how season two goes back and forth like this. But so we just did season two, episode 19. We're going to go all the way back to season two, episodes four to eight. Yep. Uh, just for, going for a the next out arc. of order. Yeah. So join us next time.
Catch you on the next one. Yeah, we could just be done. Bye. <laughs> Say bye. Bye.